Hello, you are now listening to the Stoke Hub podcast. Welcome to the Stoke Hall podcast, and today we've got another special guest in the Harry Potter. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, lads. Uh, let's get this done, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we'll start off with the Preston game. What are your thoughts on that? Absolute disaster. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the Stoke team at the moment, and I don't know what's going on. It's our club, but no. I can only say there's like a a cancer somewhere in the club because everybody is gossiping and rumour-mongering and we are a championship team with championship players now and we Mm. haven't got the Bojans and the Shakiris and the, you know, the big-name players anymore. So we haven't got a star player. We can say, you know, we're going to shout his name from Mm. the rooftops. So I don't... Go on, yeah. Yeah, well, we we don't have a star player, but I think one of the downfalls was too many star players and not enough hard work. So you do need that balance. Yeah, I I, I think you're totally right. I, th- I think that's what Nathan Jones has come in and he's got to sort this out. Now he's gone out there and he's bought seven or eight of his own players. But he's still been left with seven or eight players that aren't bonding with these newer lads who, who, who want to make a name for themselves. And I think they're keeping them back. So I'm going to ask you two lads a question now. Mm. Would you have Ty Campbell on mm. the pitch or Sam Vokes? Ty Campbell, 100%. Exactly. Campbell every day of the week. Exactly. Um, now, that's where we need to be going. Let's not have these players that have been knocking around for years not achieving mm. nothing let's get these young lads on the pitch mm, I, I seem to find that whoever every striker that comes or leaves Stoke seems to do better after they've came to Stoke don't, <laughs> don't you think like Ty Campbell is going to be hungrier than Vokes because he wants to make a living, he wants to get to a better team, mm. he wants to highlight himself where Sam Vokes has been around forever and a day. So I'm not targeting Sam, I'm targeting Lee Gregory, Scott Hogan. Mm. Let the youngsters have a go. That's it. Now, do you think yeah, and the spine think... of our team, if we had a spine with Nathan Collins, uh, possibly uh, Ollie Shenton, Larsa Gordson in the middle, these young lads, Ty mm. Campbell up front, do you not think that's a good spine? And then work around it. It is because obviously the youth will develop, won't they? That's... Yeah, the, the, this will say we we invest so much money and let let it go now. Let them get out there and show what they've got. Mm. And I, I think to be that's... honest, I... yeah. To be honest, I think that's what's happened with Tom Edwards. He's really proven himself. He's been really good, and now he's been pushed in by Tommy Smith. This is it. Tom, that's where I was going. Tom Edwards, Nathan Collins. It's a spine of a team. They've all been playing together. They've all come through the ranks. Let them off the leash. And if they don't do well, they can be worse than some of these players are doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, to be honest, I I am going to bring in an old one here. I think that we haven't been playing well without Shawcross. I don't think people give him enough credit, but I think him next to Collins, obviously Shawcross knows the club inside out, yeah. you know. Um, I, I think Shawcross next to Collins, um, that's a brilliant partnership. Well, you go back in history and look at Uth with Shawcross. Yeah. Uth was the experienced player, and Shawcross was like 1920 coming through. They learned so much, and you were dead right. We yeah, need now to... we need that. And now we need that with 
Shawcross and Collins, with Shawcross being the experienced one. Exactly. You know, I think I think you're dead right there. Or even uh, Bart, Danny Bart as well. But I don't yeah. think Danny Bart can. He's not the same experience as putting him next to a youth player because I don't think Danny Bart is. No. Uh, he hasn't got the same leadership qualities as Shawcross. And I don't think he touts when you buy Liam Lindsay. Danny Bart, you've got Ryan, who if he hadn't got injured, would still be out there. You've got Nathan Collins. You've got far too many players at the club in the same position. Mm. So you're going to get players who are thinking, I aren't going to get a chance. And then this morale starts dropping. We, we, mm. We're killing it by having too many players at the club who play in the same position. We've got four or five strikers. So where mm. is Campbell now? Though we've just got rid of Phobia, we spent a fortune on. Though, where is he in, in the lineup of when he's going to get picked? Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's just Nathan Jones talks about having one or two players in each position. He, mm. he wants competition, but I, th- I think it's, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one because you can't, you can't. It's have... overkill. We've got three goalkeepers. We've got Adam Davies, who, we who don't should have replaced Butland, and Butland should have been sold. But because Jack didn't get sold through politics or whatever, we've mm. now got three, three top goalkeepers who are sitting on the sidelines wondering when am I going to get a game? You know, it can't be very good for morale. Too many people exactly, fighting yeah. for the same position. Adam Feder, not Adam Federici. Adam Davies must be thinking, "What do I have to do to get a game?" Exactly. Because unless he's injured. Yeah, that's right? what we're talking about. He could have been injured, but I doubt it. But yeah, I thought Adam Davies was going to be our first first line keeper because I thought Jack was leaving, but that's been thrown into turmoil. And again, this says a lot about the club. Nathan can't sort this out because Nathan probably thought Jack is leaving. I'll get Adam Davies now. I've got Jack Butland, and if I don't pay play him week in, week out, I've still got paid salary. Yeah, well, exactly. You know. He's been like with the house. That can't be completed until January, can it? That's it's, it. So. It's just dead, dead wood lying around that we don't want. That's it. So but, shall we move on to another question? <laughs> Because I'll just rant at the moment about what I want. (laughs) Norwich thing, they've already got Tim Kroll and they've got Ralph Farman. And and they've only got a budget of 12 million, so they can't afford Butland, you know, unless the board trusts Farker with more money. How fed do you lads get of rumours? Because there's a rumour every week. There's a rumour Moyes is coming. There's a rumour Sam Allardyce. There's a rumour Cartwright's gone. Nathan Jones' it's... man's in place now. There's a rumour Nathan Jones has got two matches proved himself. I think he's going to be one of our great managers. But yeah, I think he's... He's inherited he's... a club with a lot of problems. And we, do, as fans, don't know what all those problems are yet. Well, if, if he can't fix us, no one can. That's it. <laughs> I'll go out there and I don't care how much abuse I get for this. I'm sticking by Nathan. I think that he knows he's got a, a plan for this club. And all the doubters tend to have a certain age who don't give people a chance. And it's like you two lads here. What if I put you on the substitutes bench on the podcast every week <laughs> because you didn't have enough experience? The only way you get experience is by doing Yeah, exactly. So you lads are doing it. So let some of our young lads do it. Yeah, um, Nathan Jones said he's not going to walk away. And so, so we I mean, should. I'm telling you lads now, I went for a job interview and I was told I had no experience and I couldn't do this job. Ten years later, I'm doing this job and I'm really good at it. And I get a lot of pats on the back. And yet exactly. somebody told me I had no experience. And I can't well, understand yeah. this. Well, yeah, it's the only way to get experience. The only by... way to get is do it and learn. Do you want to do it, yeah. But, I mean, I think Hughes had a similar sort of start to Nathan Jones, you know, and obviously that didn't end so well, but you know we had that 
we had that period. In between bit with Hughes was brilliant. One because he had quality players, and I'm going to go. Let me. I'm going to get more. Uh, Marco. Yeah. I would. He was my absolute favourite player, and we call him a snake and all this. If he came back tomorrow, I would double my season ticket to watch him, but I wouldn't double it to watch some of these I'm watching now. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I'd, player. One of the best I'd strikers, take, you know. I'd take I'd Marco take back in, in a heartbeat, you know. Um, and I, the thing, I'd take him back, but I didn't like the way he left. No, I know. We can never know what goes on in the background, though. If I go back to when I started supporting Stoke, I love Mark Steen and, and Wayne Biggins, and they were supplied by Rooster. Now, if Marco would have been about, I'd have loved seeing how many goals would have got if Marco would have been supplying Biggins and Steen. And like Ricky Fuller, I rate him really highly. And mm. uh, I think Stoke went downhill with these players leaving the club. And Lee, Glenn, you know, Glenn Whelan went to Villa and did a, yeah, why did, a good job. Why did, we, why did we let Whelan go, you know? he's exactly. He was brilliant for us. I think that we should have um, let him retire at Stoke. Yeah, because he's um, isn't he? But yeah. what do you lads but, think like, about he, uh, Johnny Walters coming on Talk Sport this week and saying that he bought a pig's head Oh, put it in Matthew Etherington's locker. And Johnny Walters thinks as a professional, this is funny. Now, I rate Johnny Walters tremendously. I'd give him 10 out of 10. But this was going on at the club. This isn't even funny, putting pig's heads in lockers, smashing mm-hmm. car windows. The discipline side of the club has disappeared. And I think Nathan Jones has been bought in to... Get that right first. Get a structure in place. I don't. Yeah. I don't think because um, when Tony Pulis was in charge, I don't. The, there was the discipline there. Well, obviously not. Yeah. For for the end end time of when he was a manager, but for the um, remainder of when he was at Stoke, I think that's you know. Yeah, but we love these guys in the Premiership. We love Johnny Walters, Crouchy, Wheel, and we love yeah. them all. Higginbottom, Delap, putting their effort in week in, week out. But now we hear that some of these lads were causing trouble, and the rumours we heard it was Kenwyn Jones throwing bricks through wind and Glenn Wheel and going for Kenwyn Jones. It smacks of me that the trouble started then and it's just continued with the likes of SA and Tupo Motin mm. and big name players who, who who don't want play one week and then do want to play another week when we're on the tally. So sorry about the rants, lads. No worries. Yeah, see what you think about that, the discipline at the club. Should somebody well, yeah. Yeah, Hesse might have been the worst signing for Stoke ever. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he was the loan. The loan fee was about one point two million to bring him in. Exactly. And he scores one goal. And with him, and then um, obviously it's sad that his child was sick. But you know, he he was going out taking selfies in. In Spain, you on know, on the beach, yeah. on the beach, in and the it, it seemed like, as you said, um, like a few days ago, um, Jock more focused on his music career than he was his football career. That's yeah, it. what we said last week, yeah, um, in the last podcast, he, he, um, he didn't want to play for Stoke. No. So I'm going to ask you two lads now: Who is the star player in the team? Who's that player you won't watch every week now? Etebo. Who's, who's in the team? Aston oh, Etebo. Definitely Etebo, 100%. Etibo, and I'd say that, Etebo. And do you not think he's going to be too good for us again? Somebody mm. will look at him and say, he's class, we'll have him. Eventually. Well, that's what I think. I think he's good enough for a top-half Premier League side. It's just lucky that we signed him. Before the World Cup, not afterwards, because he because he was absolutely brilliant in the World Cup. He 
grabbed all the headlines. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but when does Peter uh, Etibo throw his dummy out the pram and say, we're bottom of the league, I could be playing for a top club, and, oh, somebody's here. Oh, I think I might leave now. This is the problem we've got at Stoke. We're not attracting, we're not yeah. att- attracting that that play you you lads want to see. Like I want to see it, a mm. play, get him on the pitch. But that Nathan Collins, he looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I, I always said I, I rate Nathan Collins very highly. Absolutely, he looks absolutely potentially another Harry Maguire. He does. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, especially with him being called up for the oh, Island national team as well. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm so happy for him because he he came out of nowhere really, didn't yeah. he? Mm. So I'm going to push you. So if you take Etibo out, who's your best player at Stoke? Who is take Etibo out? You struggle now. Come on, who's that one player you want to pay money every week to see? Home and away. Um, I can't it's, think. The fact that you're pausing like I am, we, we, um, we haven't got we haven't got that player that we won't go see week in week out. No, no, ov- obviously the performances. Well, you stick Ty Campbell on, and I tell you what, there'll be fans going. I, I want to see that lad. He he runs with the ball. He can shoot. He's strong, he's athletic. Tom Edwards, I want to see Tom Edwards charging down the wing when we're 1-2-0 up, not having defend because we're always 2-0 down. Well, yeah, I think the early goals are a massive problem as well. We're letting in way too many. 10 minutes matches. We broke broke our record 36 minutes before we conceded a goal this season. Oh, well done. Your medal. (laughs) It's absolutely useless, you know. Before that, the latest goal we'd conceded was 10 minutes. Yeah, and and against Leeds on Saturday, the first half we were, that's what you want to see, isn't it? The first half we were were, um, rock solid, you know, we didn't let potentially one of the best teams in the league break past us, but then, what was it, like a few minutes after the break, boom. Well, no. Yeah. What do you lads think about playing four five one at home? They they call it this diamond formation. So, but we were playing four five one. So one up front who was not getting no service was not winning any balls. Mm. So we were playing in a negative brand of football from the moment we started because all we wanted to do was get a point from that match or counter attack and and get three, but. We we never played with no positivity. Once that goal went in, we were dead in the water. Yeah, the what, do you, four, what do you think about four five one at home? There's well, yeah, there's it's no service up front. There's we need two. We need two up front. So that's that's it. It's it's like a Polish brand of football. Yeah, but not Polish when he was good. That's like Polish exactly. at West Brom or Polish at, at Middlesbrough last year. You know, it it needs. We need to be more attacking than that. You know, you look at Luton when Nathan Jones has Nathan Jones left Luton for us, and they're still doing it, which makes me think: was it Nathan Jones, or was yeah. it the people behind the club? Because they haven't brought in another permanent manager, and they're doing, yeah. you know, quite well. Well, the ratings, you know, they're not... They're so I'd just like to be simple, not tell every team we play in the diamond formation so they know what to expect when we go play them. So exactly, they can counter just do us. And go, go mad and play four four two and put McLean on the wing because he's playing really well. Don't put him as he a is, yeah. back. Put two wingers at like Etherington and, you know, send somebody down the other wing. Two up front... One knocking it back for the other. And you've got good strength, but we've got three, four midfielders. Duffy, Woods, Allen, all do the same role. They don't bring anything new to the role. They mm-hmm. all play the same way. I, I, I'm lost for words, lads. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
It's and Jordan Cousins as well. He, That's he, it. he, he slots in there players. as well. It's... We haven't got an attacking midfield player other than yeah. Atibo. When he runs at him, and Mbula was the same, when he runs at him and loses the ball, we're stuffed because there's only one forward he's running to. And then all of a sudden the ball's back at our end and they've scored. It's, it's not something you can fix in a... In like, I don't know how much time you'd give someone to fix that because it's not automatically yeah, well, I'm behind Jones, so let I'll give him the full year. And yeah, I, I, he'll come good. I know he'll come good. I'm putting my head on a in the noose here, but mm. I genuinely believe that the pressure's getting to him, and and that's why the pressure mounts and mounts and doesn't get any easier. But Dude. you've still got to get a draw, and you've still got to get three points. You've still got to show out the Stoke fans who pay good money week in, week out, because the crowd and the attendances aren't dropping like some of the doom mongers have said. Oh, we'll have 12,000 there. No, we're still getting 20,000 plus. But it's... we need to to inspire people to go. Yeah, and I th- would would you say Stoke fans, like now Stoke fans have become a when we go one nil down, they're a bit toxic. The atmosphere, mate. It, it's to- it's not toxic. It's all the lads that stand stand around me think I've paid for a season ticket. I was told I was going to get a brand of football. I bought into it, and I'm watching the same thing week in week out. Stupid substitutions, yeah. silly diamond formations. Just grow one. Have a go. It's home. Send us all flooding forward against Leeds. We were playing a long ball from defence. It's a backward step in this league. Mm. But we need to get back on track and say, it's the bear pit. It's Stoke Loud and Proud. Let's put a team out that are going with a winning mentality. And all we're going to do is go forward, go forward, go forward. Rely on what we've got at the back to save us. But we, we need to... We need to start. We're not knocking. I don't think none of the fans around me will ever knock Stoke. But mm. we need... We can't... Thought we've won four matches in 31 games, competitive games. How long before somebody is going to be... It ruins my week like a lot of the lads are out. I want to, I want to go out for a curry, a pint, job done. <laughs> I can't do none of that anymore. I come no. out miserable, waiting for the next week to be miserable. It is depressing. It is week in, week out. So it's... we need, uh, we need, uh, you need, uh, I've got a little message for Stoke City Elf if he's out there. Wash your mouth with soap, my son, because you shouldn't even mention that word on a podcast. And I certainly won't. But if you two lads won't mention what he said, that's fine. <sighs> Port Royal. Yeah, Port Royal. <laughs> That's it, mate. So wash your mouth with soap, get your father's gun, and go <laughs> shoot them, not me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, what about the singing section, lads? Have you seen much of that or had any feedback on it? On on the wall? Yeah, the singing section that's in the South Stand now. That, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw next to the one after you. I saw next to them on Saturday. It was two hours, so I decided to go up there. It was um, positives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It brings a lot more positivity to the game. Yeah, because if they start, everybody else starts, and they join in. and And we've always said, if Stoke are doing well, we'll all sing all around the ground. We were voted, I think, for the last match. And the match before, we're the loudest crowd yeah. in the championship. Yeah. Even well, though we're getting yeah, stuffed. We broke the um The other sound scale, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The sound record when Hogan's second goal in when we went two on up against Derby. That's it. Yeah. You know. So if um, somebody said to Nathan Jones, mate, you've got a force to be reckoned with here. You have got the bear pit. You have got Stoke Loud and Proud. You've got it. We can still be loud, even when we're losing three 0 Yeah, I'm not pinning this on any other unit of lads, but the um, the only positive, the only negative I've got is the abuse towards the Leeds fans. Did you see that on Twitter? The 
because it's funny i actually stand where this supposed abuse is or stuff mm. but why do why do people on fan sites and Leeds fans and all this pick up on this when it's possibly less than one percent of the crowd? Yeah. Not even one percent, probably naught point one percent. And yet that zero point one percent give the other ninety nine point nine a bad name. Yeah, and yeah, that it was really about irritates 10. me. It was about 10 fans, and, you know, it's... Exactly. It really irritates me because the true fans, the 99.9% are genuine football fans. Yeah, we can all lose it. I mean, I, I lost it a bit ago and uh, got a bit of stick for it with mm. Liverpool. But I didn't mean it. I, it was just the passion of, of loving Stoke. Mm. And, uh, but these fans take it to the next level. Because they're just supercharged with beer and whatever they're on and, and think football is, is, is about a struggle, a combat, it isn't. But yeah. taking from me, the, the majority of fans who never get praised is, is what this, this football is all about now. There should be more positivity. And I hope you lads continue this podcast with that positive approach. You know, talk about the good things because there are good things there. Yeah, you always pick up on the good things, uh, even if there's not much, because yeah, in the no, last two games, there's not been much. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear anything good. They want to hear the bad things, because it, it, it makes you... It, uh, you'll phone into a radio show like Praise and Grumble, because Jim's gone on and had a rant. I've been yeah. coming for 60 years, <laughs> and I've never seen anything like it. Well, yeah. of course, he's seen stuff like like it when the Icelandic people came here, when we're in the lower divisions, and it it does with our club. It takes us ten years, fifteen years, twenty years to come back again and have another good spell. But mm. come on, Nate, let's 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 get going by Christmas and give us some hope because one of your questions that you sent me was, uh, "Would you think Stoke will finish?" Mm. And my answer to you two lads is the city ground at Not Notts Forest the last match of the season. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can't really predict it, can you? No. You know, no. it, would, it, would, it would be great to um, go up. It would be great to be like, to think that you are definitely going to go up. That's but it. obviously... You can't always think that. Can I and... ask you two lads a quick question? So let's say we get to Notts Forest, last match of the season away, and we mm. need one point to stay up. Do you think, and you two and me the same, it's just as big a match as if we're lying in 14th, 10th, we've got a point to go to the player. Don't you think the Stoke crowd will be absolutely buzzing to get us that point? Yeah. So, I, I should, you know, I should definitely hope so, you know, because I have, I have faith in Stoke and in the fans exactly. because, you know, we used to be the best fans in the world. I think we still are. I think we still are. Oh, we just yeah. I think I think we can be. You know, there have been times where we have been, like the Leeds game last year. We were singing for the entire ninety minutes. That's it. But um, you know. It's not for the entire 90 minutes anymore. It's a 60 or 70, and then we start leaving because, you know, we're not playing well enough. No, and so, obviously, it shouldn't be the brand of football should keep the fans in, but it shouldn't be the fans should stay to watch this, you know, bad football. I think that it, it needs to have its balance. Yeah. But I think you lads would sing your heart out. Last match of the season, we need a point to stay up. You'd sing your heart out, you'd get us three points like the rest of the Stoke fans. We'd go, we'd go home, we'd be buzzing, and we'll say we'll, we'll start again next year. Yeah. See where it takes us. But I don't think no Stoke fan is going to give up. There's no Stoke fan I know is going to give up with their support for the club. It isn't mm. about players and managers. It's about supporting the badge, the, what Stoke is. 
and the manager and the players are a bonus if they get it right. So we need them to get it right. Come on, yeah, we do. It. We do. So, um, so tomorrow we've got Leeds in the cup. Um, what do you reckon we'll go for in the Carabao Cup? Or uh, well, the Carabao Cup could be a strange thing because Leeds could think we're not putting any sort of team out because we're concentrating on the league. Stoke could be thinking. I'll put another 11 different players out, see if they can get a place for the next match. So it could be a difficult one. It could be one of those where it goes to penalties and Stoke win on penalties. could also be one of those where this everyone says, I knew we were going to lose. <laughs> but well, me, you know, I, I think we could we, we could shock or surprise any team on any day. We just need to start doing that to get a bit of faith back. Well, you know, we had we had so we were so good against Wigan in the cup, and I thought that, and I thought that that was brilliant. But we only won one nil because we can't put chances away, you know, because Sam Vokes can't shoot with his feet. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think that up against Leeds, we need to put those chances away. Uh, yeah, it's got to happen. I'm going to ask you two lads another question. Uh, name two Preston players. Two Preston players: um, Billy Bowden and Josh Harrop. Tom Barkhausen and Don Johnson. And this is where we're at. I don't even know who plays for Preston. I don't care. <laughs> I don't even know who plays for Leeds. Who's going to be playing for Leeds tomorrow? I don't care. All I see is Stoke City. And I, I and I look at, I hear them names off you and I think, who are they? Who are they? Would they be in the Stoke team or would they be playing for Liverpool in a year's time or Man United? No, the average players, like we've got a lot of average players, but surely we can beat any team on any day in this division. And that's well, what we wanna do. Yeah, exactly. Like I only name the two name the two players that I named I only knew because they tore us to pieces, you know, yes, this year, yes. last year, you know. But would I was you thinking... buy those players for Stoke? Because if they can beat us in a Preston team, if they were in the Stoke team, would we then beat Preston? As potentially one of the ones I named, the centre-attacking midfielder, I'm pretty sure, on loan from United or payment from United. It's just it's what we need, isn't it? That's it. I've just seen on a YouTube thing, there's two star Liverpool strikers in the reserve squad. And we could go out and say, can we have them on loan? And these lads have scored 20 goals each. I don't know. One's called Ryan and somebody else. But why aren't our scouts out there saying, let's take a couple of loan players from the bigger clubs. Oh, Ryan like, Brewster, is that it? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, right at this uh, Mount who plays for Chelsea. Yeah, he scored. He did bits last year at Derby. You know, Mason Mount, he was amazing at Derby. Yeah. Um, Tammy Abraham, you know, 20, 23 goals, I think he got last season in the league for Aston Villa. Um, and now, obviously, they're starting for Chelsea, but I don't think they're good enough yet. Well, you know, two goals, didn't he, against Norwich? Yeah, doing well, really well. Yeah, um, I think that that was a great spot by Derby, to be fair. Um, and honestly, I think they were relying on him. You know, they haven't been great this season. Say you were a big club, how much would you offer for Ty Campbell now in, in millions? Say say to me, like, I want to buy Ty Campbell off you. What? How much do you want? You tell me how much Ty Campbell's worth now. Well, considering his young age, I'd say about four million. Now, if he played every match this year and scored 20 goals, how much is he worth? 30, 15, 13 plus. Exactly. Yeah. So, why... Why aren't we giving him a chance? Exactly. It's ten it's... million. It could be a fifteen million player if he doesn't score the twenty. Then you've seen it. But I mean, his dad is at every game, and his dad must be getting really annoyed that he's going every match and he and he gets five, six, seven minutes. 
Mm. And and like you say, we bought Tommy Smith for replace Tom Edwards. We don't need replace Tom Edwards. Tom Edwards could be our best right back for the next ten years, but we're buying yeah, exactly. players to replace him. I think Tom Ed. I think Tom Edwards is in a similar situation as you know as um, Andy Wilco was. Yeah. Um. Or, or more. To be to be fair, more Ryan Shotton was at uh, right back. Yeah. R- Ryan Shotton came through the ranks. Yeah. And he and we had, we had Andy Wilco. He was twenty six, twenty seven, the yeah. same, the same you know age as Tommy Smith, and he got displaced from the team. This was when Ryan Shotton was you know eighteen, nineteen. So he, he's still a teenager, and obviously. Didn't quite turn out how we'd like it to, but um, yeah, he he looked like he had the world at his feet. And you know, on his wages, and I know Shotto, and as much as stick as he got at Stoke, Shotto's done well for himself. You know, he's he's played at a couple of good clubs. He's getting regular football. He's had a few transfers. When that guy puts his feet up on the table, he'll probably retire with five ten million pound in the bank couple of nice houses and his family sorted for life. So who are we to knock somebody, which is it seems to be the big thing at Stoke, let's knock everybody. Exactly. And That's you it. know, we don't want to we, we, we want the Marco Anatovich's back. We want the Shakiri's back. But if we get up this year and go into the Premier League, we haven't got the players for the Premier League again, have we? Mm. We've got to start again. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, lads, uh, throw us a question that will cheer everyone up. Um, do you want us to go on to the questions directed towards you? Do you want us to? No, just throw one at me. How you? How you? How your? Your? You know, your the people who listen to this podcast must be the same opinion of, as you two lads. They follow the podcast because they want Stoke to do well. And you two have asked me some really good questions. They're all being positive. Uh, how do we get fans on board? How do we stop all this negativity about knocking players? And You know, I'm knocking them a bit. But how do we stop it, or is that just life? I don't, I don't think it will stop, because at the end of the day, Stoke, Stoke fans now were just... They they eat off negativity, like you know, I, and some of that may not be their fault. The performances haven't been the best, but it's it's just there's a there's an aura surrounding the club, and it's just negative, yeah. negative, negative. Like yeah, it's and I I don't know what Jones is going to do to stop that. Could the club do anything for like the younger fans like you regarding pricing and stuff? Uh, mm. Because could they do anything? Could they make your life easier? And Stoke isn't really community. It's not really community, is it? Well, as in events and stuff like that. They do the open trainings and things like that. Well, but... could they say everybody under twenty-one only has to pay, say, hundred and fifty quid for a season ticket? Would that make a massive difference? I, I think. It's, or would you not would. pay because you want the football? You want the football and the the you want to see good football, whatever you pay. Exactly, you know. I think that good football is priceless. But I think you know when you play your team, when you see your team play so well that you think this team could be anybody in the world. I think. But I think that feeling is priceless. Yeah. But then when but when you revert to bad football, you know, the ten men behind the ball, the pass it around at the back, the let the four five ones, you know, the really defensive football that's not even getting results, I think that 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 should that sh- we shouldn't have to pay for that. No, yeah. and the 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 bad football, as you say, the results, 
it's it's gone from uh, we're not a Premier League club anymore. No. We have the same standard, but we've gone from beating City, United, etc. We That's didn't have it. the same players, but and now we're losing three one to Charlton. Yeah, where, you know, yeah. it's it's mad. Yeah, it's mad. That's all I can say, even for me. And the age difference between you and me, we're still of the same opinion. Yeah. We can't believe how this club has dropped so badly in four years. It's sort of went once Mark Hughes started going in the wrong direction. It's now four years and we're at the lowest point of those four years now at the bottom of the league, are we? Or one off the bottom, I'm not sure. Yeah, we're uh, straight bottom wheel. Oh, we're bottom of the league. And, yep. And the the only thing we face with is the actual element of going down and playing the veil twice, which had cheered a lot of lads up. <laughs> uh, just playing the veil twice. Yeah. You know, it would be a sellout and the, the atmosphere would be absolutely mad. Uh, but... We don't want we don't want to go backwards, do we? We don't want to just keep dropping and dropping. Mm-hmm. So is there somebody higher up than Nathan Collins? What what do you think about Peter Coates or the Coates family? Why are they allowing this? It's, you think about sometimes the signings we make. We've got possibly one of the best owners in the country with money wise. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Richest club in the Midlands, you know, yeah. the Coates family. And we're not showing that. I said to you lads, we got 150 million a year from Sky for 10 years. That's uh, one and a half billion, is it? Uh, what have we done with that one and a half billion? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, not, not enough, you know, not enough so, to keep us at that standard that Tony Poulis you know, brought in. He brought in a high standard that every player had to meet. And then um, we went from Tony Poulos' high standards to Mark Hughes's. let the good players play well and let the hard-working players work hard, to Paul Lambert's let's just do anything to stay up, to Gary Rowett's really boring brand of football of just pass it around and try and get a goal you know the standards decreased from manager to manager yeah and I think they need to be put back up there gradually you know I think Ryan Shawcross tries to keep those standards and I think he's trying to teach them to you know Tom the Tom Edwardses and the Nathan Collins and the youth academies but I think that with the senior players that have come in and honestly Tom Tommy Smith, he was Huddersfield captain. He he also keeps a high standard, but it's those other players that need to get a high standard in as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just throw this question at you. So we got one and a half billion over ten years. So if we got that money, how much money did the Coates family put in? Or did they not have to put no money in whatsoever? Because we had one and a half billion pounds. So it is all us thinking they're the richest owners in the world. And yet they've been given one and a half billion of not their money. So are they putting enough money into the club now? It's uh, the, the money is from sponsors as well, isn't it? Because the. But, I was told recently that the sponsorship is is falling because the brand of football isn't attracting the sponsorship. And in the Waddington suite, uh, it's not full because people don't want to pay 150 quid for have a day out and watch what's going on on the pitch. So it has a knock-on effect. Mm. So are Bet365 and the Coates family keeping a bit of money back now and keeping... How long are we here for? Well, that's that's the thing. It's not Pete Coates with the money. It's Denise Coates, isn't it? You know, well, this is what um, nobody knows. Nobody knows where the money to Stoke. Nobody knows yeah. who it is of the Coates family that actually says we're putting this in. We're doing this. We don't. We just hear rumours. We and, don't know who it is. 
And Denise Coates doesn't care about the club, really, because she's, even if the club does go under, she's still making money from Bet365, you know, the biggest betting company in the world. And she puts money in for additional income, but she doesn't need it. And she could retire comfortably without the club. Yeah. Yeah, but um, we, we can't overthink this because we don't know the ins and outs, the daily goings-on, do we? Yeah. What everybody is faced with at that club. And there's something within the club that has brought us to this this position. Mm. And that's what needs addressing. Not the manager, not the players. Somebody has brought all these players in over four years Somebody has created this club over four years. And when they were on the gravy train in the Premier League and they could have the essays with the baseball caps on and the Tupo Motins with Zoom and having a Costa coffee on Instagram every time they turned up. <laughs> Why isn't somebody addressing who has got us to this position? Yeah, it's... If... And it'll um, it's the Tupo Motings, the Zoomers, the the um, the Hesse's that are um, that face spout with the negativity of the last year. I would say because they're the ones who have been performing in negative life. Not not so much Zoom. And then they say people don't love football as well. Cristiano Ronaldo's got one hundred and seventy three million, and you know. That's people love football. They love great footballers. And you can see there, 173 million followers. Now, Essay's got two, about 2 million followers. So somebody loves him. But well, certainly <laughs> no one from Stoke does. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a mad world. I think, yeah, I think that, um, I think that everybody was in love with him on his debut when he managed to score the winner against Arsenal, you know. And then next week we thought, oh, maybe he's just having an off week. But then it turned into an off week every week. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned out, oh, it was just a one-off fluke. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've um, had a lot of sulky players at Stoke, haven't we, in the Premier League? Yeah. A lot of players who sulked, had a great match, sulked, had a great match, sulked. <laughs> we we need to get hard-working, grafting players, but we do need that touch of class. And I'm really brightened up by the fact that Nathan Collins looks like that class player. Tom Edwards looks like that class player. Even this Scott Ogan looks like he can score goals. <laughs> with, with something, there's something in a striker that we've lacked since the, you know... The 2014-15 season when, you know, Juve got 13 goals and he scored and then he and then he just dropped off a bit. And then um, we haven't really had a striker that can do that thing. We need a killer midfielder who, who can play a ball and we need two lads on each wing. So it isn't Tom Edwards running all the way to the corner flag. Working his socks off, crossing it, and then all of a sudden the ball comes back and he's 90 yards out of position. So we need to address that. Let the style of football, let's abandon the diamond formation because everybody knows we're playing it. Let's let's play it like in eight weeks' time when nobody's expecting us played. <laughs> let's just play proper football. Let's play. Let's just play sensible football. Where two strikers, a Biggins and a Steen, or a Fuller and a Sadibi, it's the best times under Stoke is when you've got two players playing off one another because they build up a, a bond and they just instinctively know how to play football. So let's have a run of matches with two players who've got that bond. We don't seem to have any players who've got a bond at the well, yeah, we need we need a winger. 
we need a winger and two play two players up front. So with the diamond, we've got two players up front, but we don't have the wingers, which means we're exposed at the back. And yeah. so I think that four four two is a good idea. Or like, and so like you can have two players up front together that just know where each other is all the time. And does everybody know that a diamond starts out as a piece of coal? And we're famous for coal in Stoke-on-Trent. We had more of the mines and the pit works here. But it takes millions of years for a lump of coal to into a diamond. So is that what's happening now, isn't it? It's going to take forever. So let's abandon it. And let's just go play some classy 4-4-2 football and then throw the odd diamond in when nobody's expecting it. Any agreement on that? Um, yeah, I definitely agree, you know. I think that we do need to bring back, you know, that roughhouse, yeah, hard-working players. Somebody gets you know, stuck in. Two, a right-back and a left-back who gets stuck in centre-half who gets stuck in, a midfielder who gets stuck in. Then let's have a couple of lads up front who all they want to do is score goals. Yeah, you know, I think that Hogan and Gregory, our, or Hogan and Campbell up front together is, um, a, good is option. a really good front too. You know, I think that... And yet we played a lot of matches with the Phoebe up front on his own and now we're playing matches with Gregory up front on his own. Somebody banged my head against a wall. What am I not seeing? What's not working, lads? Well, that's the thing, because a Phoebe's been, you know, scoring goals for fun at Bristol. So I don't know why, why he wasn't for Stoke. That's it. And oh, I forgot to tell you, we need a penalty taker, don't we? Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, 100%, you know. you know. Jack Butland scored three in pre-season. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I thought it was brilliant. And yet so, somehow somehow the other team won a trophy, even though they scored no, no penalties. They didn't take any. But um, yeah, I think that we definitely need a penalty taker. Yeah. And to be I fair, think, I think Scott Hogan is quite good at them. I, you know. I, think, I think we've probably put everything to bed now, haven't we, lads? So, should I finish it with my catchphrase? Um, um, you could do, yeah, or we could go on, on you questions, stone. whatever. Well, it's been brilliant talking to both of you, lads. Uh, stay in touch. Hopefully you don't get a lot of sick. No. All these lads coming online, just ignore them. Enjoy what you're doing. Get that experience, and with that experience, it'll take you far in life. So all I'm going to say now, I'm off because it's curry pint. Job done. Right, cheers for that, mate. Um, Comment, be in touch. Um, thanks for the podcast. Um, yeah, just it'll be on SoundCloud, Spotify, Acast, whatever. And.